0: be awesome
1: speaking of television shows yeah you saw yeah. two these finally
0: yeah so the hotness all summer was barbenheimer right mm-hmm. barbie movie came out oppenheimer came out both movies were fucking massive they think they oh, broke oh. a billion each of them
1: did you see both dan
0: <clears throat> yeah i did
1: okay okay perfect all right go on yeah. go on
0: and you know we almost got like, we got the grandparents involved to watch the kids so that we could actually go out to the Alamo, have us a good time, watch some Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbie, we were definitely waiting for that shit to come out, um, you know, and just catch that on HBO or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not paying to go see. Because I, I heard from a good source, Vexy Electronica, that that was uh, some woke pop propaganda. I ain't paying for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer, that's another story. Anyway, it never came to fruition. So fast forward to it's Thanksgiving break, and we bought Oppenheimer because you couldn't even rent it. It was just like, you could buy it. So we bought it and we watched that and well, we could start with that one. It was fucking good. And it just made you think about like, man, like de- developing the atomic bomb. Was that a great, a good idea? Was it not like, yeah, it makes it, we live in a very scary world now at the drop of a hat. Fucking Iran could have a nuclear weapon and they could be like, yeah, we're going to fuck up Israel. And then all of a sudden we're in a world war three or you know, Russia's got a shitload of them, and we've got to, like, But also, no one has used a nuclear bomb since they were invented, and we dropped the two of them on Japan. And another thing that I didn't really realize was that Germany had surrendered by the time we dropped those two bombs on Japan. What the mm-hmm. fuck? hmm well, I don't know, because... Me and Mrs. Yeti were just having a, you know, like you learn something as a kid and you just kind of you just roll with it because it's like something that you learned in high school yeah, and you're like, it must you. be right. So in high school, we learned that the dropping the atomic bombs was totally necessary because if we were going to make a ground invasion like we, the United States, was going to make a ground invasion into Japan, it would have been fucking a massacre because every woman and child was ready, like man, woman and child, obviously, were ready to fucking fight to the death to fight American GIs off of that island. And I just, you know, now that I'm in my mid thirties, we watch this and it's like, so wait, hold on. Germany was already done and we were still like, we're going to drop those fucking (laughs) bombs. We built them. It was a big deal. We're going to drop some fucking Mm bombs, And uh, then it was like, well, we needed to. Otherwise, the ground invasion would have been so horrible. And it's like, why are we ground invading Japan anyway, though? And it's like, well, because of Pearl Harbor or Pearl Harbor, it's like, well, yeah, but I mean, like, we could just bomb them. Like, there's a lot of different options other than nuking them, right? Or, or a ground invasion. Uh-huh. Do you follow my logic? It was uh-huh. like, well, we would have had to then invade with troops on the ground and that would have been horrible. A lot of Americans would have died. It's like, yeah, or we could have just not done that since Germany had already surrendered. The war was winding up. And it was like, mm, well you know we have these two new toys that we kind of want to try out right
1: okay um this is the most but,
0: quiet either of you have been this yes, entire podcast I, and
1: and i just want to go back to the the movie itself that's why
0: yeah not like the bigger questions that it perks up in your mind
1: not not right. i mean i've already debated those bigger questions to be fair and even then that's not really the biggest question to come out of this but it does kind of pose a bit of a an existentialism debate, but I don't. So want you're to saying?
2: I'll quick, I'll quickly talk about it. So you're saying it was avoidable?
0: Yeti. I, yeah, I don't think that there's any reason that the atomic weapons needed to be dropped onto Japan. And I also think it's odd that we always remember like Hiroshima, we never talk about Nagasaki.
1: Yeah, it's that's because true. Because he was a <laughs> little one.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, yeah, I, I guess I agree. It does seem like that, but at the same time they were concerned that other people were making a bomb too. So they just wanted to do it first and get it over with. But I guess so in hindsight that it didn't necessarily need to be done
0: because Germany had already surrendered at that point. Right. Right. The war was, it was, it was winding down. Right. And again, the justification that I've always heard is like, well, if we were to invade on the land, like on a land operation, it would have been fucking a bloodbath. And it's like, yeah, but why All we don't need to though invade. Why?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was like setting a statement, like, just don't fuck with us. So sorry, thing.
0: Vex, that you can talk about sticking fingers up your butthole at, at fucking all night. You can go on and on about that, but I bring up, like, the end of World War II, and you're like, eh, stupid. I want to talk about why part of the movie was in black and white.
1: I don't know. It's just not tick. Normally, this would tickle my fancy, but it's just not tickling my fancy to- tonight. That's all. Hey, I'm Bex. Sorry. Why
0: was half the movie in black and white?
1: Uh It was a flashback or a flash forward, and it was also told in RDJ's perspective. Uh
0: You, you said three things, but only one of them is correct.
2: I love okay. the movie, by the way. I can't wait to. Yeah, I thought it was somewhere. good. I can't wait to see it again.
0: Um, Barbie, I, did, oh, I yeah. own it now, so <laughs> if you want to borrow it sometime.
2: I did not like Barbie. Wasn't was not for me.
1: I hated Barbie. Barbie is the movie. That I hate with all of my soul and my. If I could take anyone into the ringer, it would be the movie Barbie. Like, that I was, get me
0: was not that bad. It was I get, like a lot of good jokes. It was pleasant to look at. It had. It almost was a good movie. I feel I, like it got rewritten and got fucked up.
2: What, Dan? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get why people like it. Like, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my co-host Brad liked it, but he likes a lot of mm-hmm. things. He's he's a really easy judge, but um. Uh, but he's actually getting a little more tough because one of my favorite movies he he gave like a seven point one, but um, what? It's, what movie? it's it's called Comet. I don't know if you guys would like it, but I love it. Oh, you're it's thinking cool. Armageddon? No, nah, just just Comet. Emmy no, Rossum. I think you Deep Impact. I think it's from uh oh the guy who made Mr. Mr. Robot. I can't think of his name right now, but uh Sam Esmail. It's, I think it's a great movie. I, I had it number seven in my all time list when I put my list together. I just wait, I, Mr.
0: Robot is in Comet. No, the creator of Mr. Robot made Comet. Oh. Yeah, because Mr. Robot wasn't he in Oppenheimer? Yeah, he was. Yeah, for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, dude, bit. that was one thing. When we were watching Oppenheimer, we were blown away by the amount of people that were in that movie that were like famous people that were like, yeah, he, and there's a bunch role. of people. It's like, oh, I know that fucking guy. Who is that yeah. guy? Like when Oppenheimer's getting grilled in that little room. And the guy who's mainly grilling him, I was like, "Oh fuck, he looks familiar." Who is that guy? We had to look it up. I like to actually figure yeah. it out. It makes I forget like his name. Little... I forget his name too. But he's in Winning Time. He's um, Jerry West. Yeah,
2: Jerry West in Winning Time. Winning Time's really good. Um, winning
0: Time is so fucking good. Yeah, I
2: didn't. Cool. I, didn't, watch I, didn't it. I didn't watch season two, and then uh, it got canceled. Though, did you watch season, season two? two? Fucking rules. Okay.
1: Uh, I I didn't say I won't watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it.
2: Well, uh, my my thing about Barbie before I forget, like. It wasn't for me. I understand why people would like it, but that monologue scene totally killed it for me. It was way... Oh, I saved it. Way too much. Way too much I had for me. Personally. Personally, for I,
0: me... No, that monologue was fucking gross. Um, Here's the thing that, like, there were... <sighs> it was, like, upbeat. It was fun. Like, it was pleasing to the eye to just look at, like, this big plastic world that they brought to life. They used a lot of, like, actual effects, which I enjoyed... Um, like you know and it's like Barbie's at the beach and they just have like big plastic waves but it's not just some CGI bullshit it's like big plastic waves or like the ambulance comes and it actually folds open it's pretty cool I like it when they use practical effects because I've seen enough CGI I think that they were very close to making a. and here's the other thing like I would look over at Mrs. Yeti and there would be certain things where all of a sudden she's like bawling, crying, and like this movie's like really resonating with her. And I'm just sitting there like, this just is not really made for me. And that's fine. Like, you can still be a fine movie and just not be made for me. But there were a couple of things that happened that it's like, well, this is objectively not fine. One of them is the big speech that America Ferrer, is that her name? Yeah. 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 That part, that was she brutal, gives that about the patriarchy because it feels like they just wanted to shove in like, what would you call it? Identity modern politics, identity modern, politics. Yeah. This whole thing could have been a very good mother daughter story told with Barbie, like coming to life and becoming a real person because they brought in Barbie's creator. And it's like Rita Perlman. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit, it's Rita Perlman. What the fuck? <laughs> um, she's, uh, Rita, not Rita, Rita. Rhea, cheers, Rhea. Like diarrhea. Rhea.
1: Her name oh. is not
0: Rhea on cheers.
1: It's Rhea Perlman.
0: Oh, I'm talking about her character on Cheers.
1: Oh, no idea. Oh, God. It's okay. Don't worry. We know who it is. Continue with your thought. No, I'm not done. I want to hear the rest of your thought, though.
0: Carla. Okay. Um, they could have made it a really good, like, mother-daughter story. Because the whole reason that Barbie comes into the real world is because she thinks it's a girl is playing with her and is getting a little fucked up and getting a little like having visions of death. What were the other things? It's like I'm having visions of death and like I'm facing my own mortality and I'm worried about it. So Barbie comes into the real world to figure out who this kid is that's playing with her, that's giving her all these fucked up thoughts. And then it flashes to that. It's not the kid that's playing with Barbie. The mom is sad because her kid is growing up and in middle school and she's depressed and she's playing with the Barbie. To try to just kind of like remember when her daughter was a child and not a moody teenager, and that's the part where I looked over at Mrs. Yeti and she is in tears because she like we have a daughter and that's like it's something you, you dread your kids growing up and not needing. Well, she because she we talked about this for three days. She's like, you know, it scares the shit out of me that one day the kids won't need us. And like, I love being like this. She's like, they're a part of me. Like, I grew them within within me. They are a part of me, and like, they need me. And that, like, I love I love them so much. And like, one day they're gonna. And I, as a dad, I'm like, my whole job is, I one day I won't be there to protect them, so I need to like teach them how to get like function in the world without me. Like, that's my goal. And her goal is just like, I just need to be there. Everything. I'm like, I'm like their blanket. And one day, they, so anyway. That's why Barbie comes into the real world. And then they bring in Barbie's creator, Rhea Perlman. And I feel like they even have this moment where Barbie and her are standing in the, like this white room or whatever. And she's like, You're gonna be a real person now. And like, I need to let you know. Like the world is kind of fucked up, it's scary, it's dangerous, but it's also beautiful and magical. And I just need you to know that before you go out into it. That's a real coming-of-age message that you would give a teenage daughter in middle school, right? Bringing the two stories together, but then they also throw in like, oh, but what about the patriarchy and the patriarchy and the patriarchy and the patriarchy? It's like, what the fuck did you guys just learn a new vocabulary word and you just wanted to throw it into your movie as much as humanly possible? The Ken's whole thing, I think we all know by now, even if you haven't seen the movie, that Ken goes into the real world, he gets treated like an actual person. He doesn't even get treated like you're you're so fucking great for being a dude. Oh my god, he's just treated like a normal person, but he comes back to Barbie land is like, I just learned about patriarchy. I'm going to make you all my bitch. They could have even smoothed that out to make it less fucking obnoxious and just been like, he was treated like a person and Barbie treats him like an accessory, like a piece of shit, a second class citizen. And so he just got to be treated like an actual human being for once. And so he comes back into Barbie land and just wants to be respected. And he gets his own house and turns it into Mojo Dojo. And he's like, I don't fucking need you, but I don't need to be like waiting at the beach for you to come and look at me. And then they could like reconcile that maybe even have a romantic relationship because heaven forbid barbie has a boyfriend right
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah because at the end of the movie she's like you need to figure out who you are without me which is also a good message in itself
1: um i, I have sorry have you both let out your because i'm going to now uh, rebuttal some of <laughs> your your thoughts here um
0: dan did you have anything
1: no, just yeah, you
2: know, uh, like I said, I, I understand why some people liked it, but it's just not for me. That's all.
0: Okay, and I got, so I got overall...
2: about eight minutes left in my tank before I start to get too sleepy. So, just to let you guys know, all right, it's oh, all good. You're, man. Okay, you're good.
0: So, my um, overall opinion on it is I liked parts of it, some of the jokes worked. Ryan Gosling is a funny dude, so he's fun to watch be on screen. Like, um, what's her name? What's Mar- her name, Robbie? Margo Margot Robbie. Robbie, also super likable, fun to watch. Oh other things that were fucking obnoxious there's a trans barbie right and it's very Mm -hmm. easily like there's the dude Mm -hmm. it's fucking obnoxious like it sticks out like a sore thumb and they even have it like that trans barbie be in moments where like ryan gosling is like trying to woo her by working on his hummer and being like well actually what you need to do is blah blah i was like of course they had to have a scene where ryan gosling's trying to swoo like woo the fucking trans barbie they also have a morbidly obese barbie like what the fuck and they all act like she's just totally fine. <laughs> it's like, that is not a positive message to send children. Like, don't get me wrong. Being happy with your body is one thing. Being totally fine with being morbidly obese is a completely other animal that's fucking gross. That we are trying to be like, no, that's fine. Hey, don't care at all what you eat and don't care at all about exercise. Just be fucking a fat fucking slob. It's fine. And if you're, if you bring that up, you're a fucking asshole. Fuck you.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I, I downright hated Barbie. Um, I think yeah, I know, it, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, like, technically, I agree with you. Like, it's nice to see practical effects, not so much green screen use. It's very bright. Um, and you didn't
0: like think... any joke ever made in the bar- Like, you didn't think, like, the Barbie that had been played with too much and her hair was all fucked up and it was Kate McKinnon and she's always doing the splits? Isn't oh, that, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't care about
1: that, but I love the Zack Snyder joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, they made a Snyder joke. <laughs>
1: I really enjoyed that. (laughs) So you can admit
0: there were a handful of jokes that you were like, that's funny.
1: Yeah, I think, so hold on. I think you're misconstruing why I hate this movie so much. I don't think across the board it's bad. It's the fact that it is so dependent on political messaging in order to have any sort of plot or character development that makes me hate this movie because it could Mm. have been one of those easy slam dunks where you just have a fun movie about a toy like Mario Bros. kind of deal.
0: Sure, well, I was thinking no. about it because if you were given the task of writing a movie about Barbie, like what would you do?
1: Honestly, I would she can still go to the real world, but it would just be maybe she somehow gets sent to the real world because um it's not so much that she needs to find who is um was it who owns her? Because it was like every every human has a Barbie doll, right? But it would more be because like mm-hmm. oh, maybe little girls are losing childhood or the spirit or something like that, which has been done in other toy movies before. They could have just brought it into the modern era because now every kid has a fucking tablet or a phone, right? Um, so
0: kids aren't playing with Barbies because they're looking at their tablet, and so that's why Barbie goes into the real world.
1: No, she's so like it's to instill kind of like childhood wonder and magic again sort
0: of deal. So she comes into the real world like Santa Claus?
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe I haven't really thought it through how I would That's write what I'm it saying.
0: Out. And yeah. I know I'm putting you on the spot because I yeah. did spend days thinking if I was tasked to write a Barbie movie like how would that even make sense and you're trying to make it for an audience that's not just children so it can't just be like, oh, I don't know. This isn't me.
1: even child friendly is the thing.
0: I know, that's why I'm saying. You're making it for uh, like this is I swear to god, this was so close to just being a mom-daughter movie. This is the type of movie is a PG-13 movie. You're making it for an adult audience. So you have to have it make more sense than just like, I don't know, Barbie shows up with a pocket full of rainbows and the kids believe in Santa again.
1: Just make it a fun movie. Like adults would just go watch a fun movie. Um, but it's like when you talk about the the whole speech that America Ferrer has, that didn't come out of left field the signs were all there that that's where they were going from literally the first 30 seconds of the movie when like they're showing, Oh, this is what Barbie land is like. We have like an all women's um, uh, was it? Oh my God. Like Senate panel or whatever. I'm like, Oh fucking Christ. I know exactly where this is going to go now.
0: Yeah, it's as um, fuck.
1: Right. So it's just, so the entire narrative of Barbie is dependent on a few things. A. It's dependent on crushing anything that is considered a uh, a gender norm for women. So that includes like motherhood, uh, relate like even just like same right. uh, was um, heterosexualism relationships, like anything That's, remotely girly.
0: I totally agree with you about it pushing a message, which is why I think that when they could have had a good mother daughter story, they were like, no, we can't yeah. do that. That's the why set. I feel like there were the bones of a mother daughter story that then got reworked.
1: Right. And then the second part is the mother daughter story is not even focused on, oh, this is a mother and daughter finding their relationship again. It's more this is why you should not be a mother. (laughs) Yeah, because there is nothing positive that comes out of that relationship over the course of the two hour movie.
0: And they don't solve anything. Just the daughters being a bitch. And then they go on an adventure and then they take Barbie to the gynecologist. Yes. Yay.
1: And then the other thing was basically smashing down the opposite gender for the sake of what I would like to call gender supremacy.
0: That's another thing that I, because again, spent three days bitching about this movie. They preach about how men are the fucking root of all evil without even understanding like a male's perspective whatsoever or like. An example was when they come into the real world, Barbie starts getting like gawked at. First of all, they say that they go to California and California is where the patriarchy is running rampant. I assume they mean in America, the patriarchy is running rampant, but they just talk about California. So it'd be really funny to be like, what the fuck is wrong with California? Apparently, California is really fucked up, you guys.
1: You know what's what's even funnier is that the outfits that they're wearing on the beach, because I was so Coppa Catania, he's from California originally. He used to live in the area where they filmed the beach scene.
0: I've been to that beach.
1: There you go. So he told like he's telling me, like, bro, people are looking at her in that outfit. That outfit is the tamest thing that you would ever see on that beach.
0: It's a fucking wild place. There's it, yeah. it is insane.
1: So, like the <laughs> the entire scenario that they crafted with that doesn't make any sense because on top of it not be realistic for the the area that they're in that's not how people fucking act like the the police officer say like oh she's a fine piece of ass like that right that he made. i know it's
0: cartoonish to, so like, they can make their point
1: but and the weird but thing here's is, the though, thing
0: that that scene illustrated mm-hmm. is that barbie's getting gawked at she feels self-conscious and ken is like i fucking love this dude like everybody's looking at me like two gay dudes are like hey and he's like hey And so this is, they don't understand the male's perspective whatsoever. If I was out with a girl that I like was trying like that, that's my girlfriend, my wife, my daughter, whatever. And people are gawking at her. Now I have to protect her. So when some fucking construction worker is like, blah, blah, blah. Hey, what's up, baby? They're, They're acting like Ken is just like, oh, high on life. And he doesn't give two shits whatsoever what's happening to Barbie. And that's like, they don't understand how an actual male feels in that situation because she's like barbie's like i feel scared and ken's like i feel great a real life ken like in that situation would not feel great you'd feel also fucking worried because if shit goes down guess who's fucking dealing with it me that yeah, vex is gonna vex is gonna deal with it she's gonna come down to canada <laughs> she's gonna go to venice beach and she it will be like a phone of friend she'll come out of a beam of light and she will handle that hash is my point um, not making any sense whatsoever, the fact that they just are throwing men under the bus left and right, but, like, just it's a cartoon version of a man. It's not like, even how a man would actually act.
1: But here's where she fails at kind of writing. So if we go back to this, this is where I was going to finish that point off. Um, The whole police station thing with, oh, this is sat Like, this is just pushed to an extreme to make a point about what men are like. She does that with some instances to get specific political points across, but then she dis- like she disregards that entire way of writing when it comes to say, for example, Barbie having that moment in the white room where she becomes a real woman, right? Like there's no consistency in what tone Greta Gerwig is trying to set with her with her um, with her script because it jumps back so harshly between cartoonish humor. To Oh, this is real. We got to deal with this. I need to portray something really serious that's happening to women kind of deal. Um, She also wrote this right after she had her own child, which uh, I'm surprised at how anti-motherhood it is, given that she is a mother.
0: Right. That's what, why I would love to get into her head and figure out how this movie came to be, because we even looked up the story of the Barbie movie, like coming into existence it had been passed around from like 15 different writers three different studios so like sony's time ran out that they like it was going to go through sony wait no did this one go through sony i have no idea no I this think is i think WB. this is warner brothers yeah i think sony had like an option on it and they let the time expire and then that's how it finally got to greta gerwig and uh then um, Margot Robbie got involved, like her production company got involved and they went yes. to Warner Brothers and they were like, we really want it to be like this like follow this vision and we want to take shots at Mattel, but like we're gonna handle the product with care but we're still gonna like, that was another thing I did respect about the Barbie movie is they fucked with Mattel a lot and called out all the different fucked up Barbie versions that there have been. They called out just like overall mismanagement of the brand. Kinda. I didn't
1: get that as much. I didn't get that as much. They long. dunked
0: on Mattel a whole bunch.
1: They dunked on it because like oh it's run by men so like you know there's more patriarchy to eliminate here but I don't think I don't feel like they dunked dunked on Mattel too much because Mattel has been pretty notorious as well for going extremely woke in the last 10-15 years and they've been experiencing a dip in sales as a result. Mm. So I was surprised at
0: how many shots they took at him. I was like, "Yeah,
1: yeah." I kind of was. I thought they were tame, to be honest. And I'm like, most audience members wouldn't pick up on it because most people, most of the people that this film is geared towards, are like people my age that grew up with Barbie dolls. Because kids don't fucking play with Barbie dolls anymore. Um, Again, why? That's why Mattel needs to make a movie to make up for their struggling sales. I mean.
0: Nintendo do like- doesn't have struggling sales with Mario and they made a Mario movie. It doesn't.
1: Oh, but there's a whole deal with Universal where that just works in, in a different Yeah, I'm business. just
0: saying that them yeah. struggling is not why they made a movie.
1: I would say it's in part why they made a movie. Now I think they're they're just a- cashing
0: in on brand recognition.
1: They're making a Mattel universe off of Barbie now. I'm sure
0: it's going to go great.
2: All right, real quick, Hot- guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to interject. Dan, and, see you, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, say my goodbyes. But listen. Thanks so much for having me on. I fucking love this show. You guys are awesome. And if you two could ever come on scene podcast, I would love that. Vex can't dude, wait to collab. Me,
1: message me anytime to come on your pod. I like being on your podcast.
2: Hell yeah. And I can't wait to collab on true detective. That's going to be amazing. But yes. uh, yeah,
0: dude, I'm going to a lot hang. Of fun. My time is more limited, but you're always welcome here okay yeah
2: well whenever you invite me back i'll say yes i love this show so Bitchy. thanks so much guys and uh hopefully your audience enjoyed it and if anybody wants to get serious about the stuff i talked about just dm me on twitter at c i'll talk to you about whatever you want to talk about
0: all right later homie
1: take care later, guys yourself,
2: thanks see you later peace
1: Fight.
0: But I'm not saying that Barbie's like super – I'm not saying it's great or anything. I think it's definitely weighed down by trying to make this social political message that it didn't even need to make. But I think that there are definitely parts that are – because this is another thing like Velma where it was talked about like it was a fucking curse or a plague. And it's not that bad. It's not that great either. But I definitely think that if you are curious about it, you should watch it before you're just like, oh, fuck Barbie, dude. Like, oh, I don't know, man, okay. check it out.
1: I get where you're coming from there because I'm the same way. I'm like I don't just hop on the bandwagon because it's it's hot to – to hate something, I like to see it for myself first, right? Um, but Barbie, like again, I admitted there are things that Barbie does right, like in its technical storytelling. But I technical just can't... storytelling, yeah, like with the backgrounds and the setting and uh, the
0: props of... and set design, right?
1: Like it does really good jobs there, and I do like the Ken arc because the Ken arc is where it seems like the the tone that she was going for was very clear that it was this was supposed to be over-the-top satire, very fun, very colorful, and then it adapts elements from other popular genres like the musical genre and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like the Ken arc is where things were really nailed down, and I-, I think that's the best part of the movie. But Ken is not the focus of the movie, and when it's not just Ken alone in his own scenes, he's consistently just like made fun of or put down for the sake of Barbie's arc carrying through for whatever arc she does <clears> have she doesn't really have one. Um so that that's the reason why I hate it is there there's just it's a propaganda machine more than it is an actual fun film and it feels like a very large missed opportunity uh, cuz this movie could have made 2 fucking billion dollars if it were just a fun fucking movie if they didn't choose to put an agenda in cuz you can't take kids to watch this at all. They're not going to fucking understand what's going on let alone be entertained.
0: But they'll just leave being like men are bad and they're and the reason a- they're and that's the, root the point. Of all evil.
1: That's the point, unfortunately. And oh. that's why I fucking hate Barbie.
0: I was going to play America for her speech because I kind of had a decent
1: point about it. At least I thought it was decent
0: until Vex is going to be like, that's fucking stupid. I want to talk about that. But here.
1: Oh, can I go fill up my water while you do that?
3: Sure. But somehow. Wait, we got to start from the beginning. Like, we have to always be extraordinary. But somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but Also, always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane, but if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be a part of the sisterhood, but always stand out and always be grateful. But never forget that the system is rigged, so find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory. And nobody gives you a medal or says, thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault.
0: (sighs) Okay, so she gave that speech and then we paused the movie and I was just like, okay, She just laid out, Vex, are you back? I'm back, yeah. She just laid out all these reasons that it's hard to be a woman because you have to be this way, but you can't be this way, and you have to do this and this. And the overarching umbrella was like, it's all men's fault that women go through this. And I looked at my wife and I was like, we're not doing any of this to you. This is all in your fucking head. And she was like, You're right, because I don't know, we were watching a comedian. I think her name's Taylor Tomlinson. But she was like, I always feel like I have to be this way for my husband and I have to do this right. And I have to do this needs to be this way. And this needs to be that way. And I need to look a certain way. And, and one day he just was I was complaining. I was telling him how I felt about all this kind of stuff. And he was like, that's insane. I just love you for who you are. Like what the fuck? He's like, no, I don't. I don't fucking care about any of these things that you think I care about. This is all in your head. And she was like, yeah, we're a little nutty. So I just don't appreciate the movie being like we we. I mean, there's another thing that this could be Yeffy's woke moment. I don't know. Um, but that was one of the things. was like you're blaming men for all this fucking bullshit, and it's like, uh, this is all you, honey. This is all you, all you. I, I'm
1: agree in agreement with you. I 100% agree with you.
0: But to blame men for it is fucking crazy. And then we That's also talked fine. about my cousins from Missouri. <laughs>
2: <Okay.
0: clears throat> well, here's the thing. So as we were talking about this, it was like we come from the more like liberally areas of Colorado, like Denver area, Boulder area, like definitely lean left. And so, they could have something to do with me never really being like I'm not, like, here to put women down all the time. Are you kidding me? Throughout my life, most of my managers and bosses have been women. Like, I'm a stay-at-home fucking husband. My wife is the one who goes and makes money. Yeah, like,
1: listen, you totally put women down. Stop fucking trying to hide I it. I know.
0: And then just they're blaming me for, to, like...
1: Look at what you did to Kelsey. You put a woman down. I, yeah, situation. right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just pointed out that maybe she could save some money by lifting the goddamn vacuum cleaner. Not putting women
1: down, yes! Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> just saying. I would feel pretty guilty if Mrs. Yeti came home after a hard day's work and she's like, what did you do today? And I'm like, I played Destiny 2 all day. I spent your
1: money on cleaners. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: I bought a bunch of shit online and then I paid for people to come and clean with your money. So, ha, ha, ha. Like, right? So when she gives this whole speech about how men bad and for reasons that are all in your fucking head. Anyway, then we start thinking about my Missouri cousins. Like, they are fucking different, right? The way that all their relationships work, like husband, wife, is fucking strange we didn't really realize it completely until we had kids. So when we rented that house in Missouri and we all stayed together in Branson, that's when it, like, we noticed it, but we didn't really notice it until, like, we go to put baby Yeti down for bed, right? Which, when you have a kid, you will understand putting them down for bed is, like, a whole routine. It's a process.
1: I've heard, I've
0: heard, yes. It doesn't have to necessarily be hard, and it's also kind of fun. Like, our routine is Mrs. Yeti takes baby Yeti, she takes Yeti Jr., the boy. She gives him a bottle while I brush baby Yeti's teeth. <laughs> and she gets to watch a Bluey. That's like, the, It's like, hey, you get to watch an episode of Bluey. And she's like, oh, dope. So she grabs, I grab. give her my phone, brush her teeth while she's watching Bluey. We hit pause like about halfway through because I'm done with her teeth. Sit her on the potty. I pause the Bluey and she looks at me and I look at her and I'm like, go potty. And then she's like, eh. and then like, I have to remind her to lean forward or else her pee just, like, arcs out of the toilet and goes (laughs) everywhere. So, like, I lean my arm around her back and I'm, like, lean forward. And she's, like, lean forward. And then i just, like, okay. And then she goes, wipe it. And I'm, like, wipe it. so I get out, like, toilet paper. I hand it to her because she can do it on her own now. And so, like, she's all proud of that. Then she gets off the potty and she's, like, get to flush the potty. And then she gets to flush the potty. She's excited about that. Then while the rest of bluey plays this is what i mean about it being a routine right mm-hmm. rest of bluey plays and i like get her pajamas on her like like a pit crew i don't know like she can put pull up her own pants and put on her own shirt but like i just do it while she's watching bluey just because oh, it's, it's
1: a nighttime it's tradition faster, that's what we do and then you also you know you're so- oh it's also
0: just fun because like i give her a big old hug and like we sit there and watch the end of bluey and then she pops up and she's like go see mama go see mama because at this point mrs yeti has got the boy Fed his bottle, he's in his sleep suit, and then they all three of them get into baby Yeti Junior, the boy. They get into his crib, all three of them. My wife, <laughs> baby Yeti, Yeti Junior. All Jr.
1: three of you get into a crib.
0: All three of them are in his crib, and then she reads two books to him that baby Yeti gets to pick out in so the all, crib. Yeah, she gets in the crib. It's so it's so cute. I have so many pictures of it. She reads them the two books. We sing his goodnight song to him and then baby yeti goes and like is trying to shut the door like i don't know she's just obsessed with doors lately she just wants to shut every door and close every drawer <laughs> just her fucking thing so we're in the room and she's like closing it we're like come back we're still doing the song and she's like all right good night yeti junior i love you <laughs> like they say i love you to each other oh, she says it to him it's so fucking cute and then we go put her into hers and like we're trying to get her used to having a blanket in there because she sleeps in the sleep sack right and uh-huh. it's like a de- it's a winter sleep sack so it's like pretty thick but like her arms are out and it's getting colder like it's cold at night like there's a thermometer on her camera and it said it was like 61 and I'm like you need to have a blanket in here with you and she's old enough she won't like choke herself out with it like she can she can handle a blanket now sorry,
1: that, was a, and, that was a funny mental image I'm you can't kill me blanket
0: <laughs> you can't kill me so we put the blanket in there and this was a week ago she flips the fuck out which is weird because she loves pretending to go to bed like on the couch or on the floor she's like going to bed like nighttime night and then she'll like snore and then she'll be like wake up and then she like (laughs) it's it's adorable but like putting it in her crib she was like no and she freaked out so i came up with the idea i put it over her crib like a tent and she was like that's cool i like this like, just half of her tent so we can still see her. Or half of her crib so we can still still see her. And uh, that was okay. And then this more this afternoon for her nap time, I was like, the blanket's coming in with you. And she flipped the fuck out. And I was like, all right, I'm going to put it on her. She has a pile of stuffed animals in there. I'm going to put it on your pile of stuffed animals so they can be warm. If you get cold, grab the blanket. And she's like, okay, dada. <laughs> <was> like, okay. <laughs> like She won't. But she was like, okay, dada. <laughs> Whatever. At least you have the option if you are cold. My point is, that's the routine, and it, it takes both of us. If it was just one of us, that would be nuts. When we rent the house in Branson, one of my cousins has four kids. She did nighttime for all four of those fucking kids. My other cousin, because I have two girl cousins, right? The other girl cousin did the nighttime routine for her two kids. Meanwhile, the two dudes are up there, like their husbands are up there just like talking Watching football, they just accept that f- watching football like totally counts as like doing an actual activity. It's like so fucking stupid. Dude, to love sports, I don't fucking understand you at all. Like, that is not, they sit there and watch football and there's like, oh, I gotta watch the game. That would be like if I turned on a snowboard video and I was like, I gotta watch, dude. I gotta make sure Jeremy Jones fucking makes it down this fucking slope, dude. If he doesn't make it, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'll do. So I need all my attention right here. Don't fuck with me. <laughs>
1: to be and, fair yeah your proclivities lie in buying 400 hundred dollar wool sweaters so dude, we
0: got to talk about the gear i got lately it's uh, fucking great okay. um but it would even make more sense that i would take all this time to care about snowboarding because it's actually a fucking thing that i do these motherfuckers can't <laughs> even run <laughs> <clears throat>
1: it's true
0: <laughs> right like uh, i could get you being super into football like one of them coaches football so i guess that's half a start anyway so I'm just saying that, like, when I am looking at Barbie bitching about the patriarchy, my perspective on the, the patriarchy might not be exactly what all women's experience is. Let alone the fact, like, what if Barbie got poofed into fucking Saudi Arabia and she just got immediately fucking beheaded? Like, then Barbie's having a fucking bad time, huh? Like, oh my god, she has her legs exposed. Shing.
1: <laughs> that right? trans Barbie would uh...
0: would not fare well, would she?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: She, that's a farce. So but what I am saying is even in my own extended family, it's like, yeah, dude. And it's not like my cousins that are women. It's not like they're stay at home moms. I could kind of get more behind it if it's like, well, that's kind of your gig, right? Like, that's why I go out and make the money. You put the kids to bed while I watch the football. I could I could more understand that. No, dude, they both have jobs. Oh, yeah. they, they. I think they both make more than their actual husband does. And they're still the ones that's like. Bitch, I'm gonna watch the TV. You go put the kids down. Like uh, they're like the nicest families ever, by the way. Like I'm Mm -hmm. painting them in a bad picture. They are so fucking nice. Love them to death. I'm just saying, as me and my wife are putting our one child down, I'm watching my cousin by herself put down four fucking children that are running amok, and I'm like, why is this happening right now? And it's just that's that's their culture. That's Missouri. That's their culture. I don't know about all of Missouri, but if that's theirs, hmm. You know what I mean? So when America Ferreira is doing her speech about like the Patriarch, I kind of more see it when I look at it from Missouri perspective. I'm like, yeah, dude, it is kind of fucking crazy that these dudes are just hanging out upstairs doing nothing. Well, it's just like you you go put the kids down. That's that's a you job, not a me job. You dig?
1: I dig. I dig. Yeah, I dig.
0: Like, if you and your husband have a kid, right? You wouldn't ever, you'd be kind of amazed if he was just like, Yeah, you, you, you fucking do that. I don't do that.
1: Um, I mean, there's going to be a, di- cause he works like 12 to 14 hour days. So I wouldn't expect him to do a whole lot because he'll be working those, pretend kind of he's hours. working
0: day shift. He's working normal hours.
1: Oh, then I would literally just kind of expect, like, Hey, do you want to just like come help me put our kid down? So it's like you, it has a father. <laughs> Right, you know, like right, <laughs> and he'll be fine. Like he'd do that. He'd he'd be a good father. So I'm not
0: exactly about that. I don't know. It's just like even you know, even our in our progressive these United States. It's like yeah, dude. No, there are places where it's like yeah, that's a chick job to take care of the kids. That's not my job.
1: That's just wild to me,
0: isn't it? I know, and I always forget about it because it's just normal. It's just like no, it's just the way that they've always been. But it's like, and especially now that we have kids, it's like oh. That's fucking weird, dude.
1: Um, my, yeah, I don't, I don't get, yeah. Th- again, this is just all leads back to another reason why Barbie fucking sucks. Where was the dad in the situation?
0: Oh, he was, uh, he was at home learning Spanish because his wife had speaks Spanish.
1: Oh, the original dad was out of the picture.
0: Oh, really? No, that's fine. That's why I, did, I learning- thought he was the original. No, dad. no
1: that's why he's learning Spanish.
0: And then he's like riding in the bitch seat. Like, I don't, I don't know. Every time I see a chick driving a dude around, maybe this is my, I don't know. What do you think of this? Whenever I see a dude getting driven around by his lady, I'm like, yeah, that guy's a bitch right there. That's a bitch. Like when we drive places, like I always drive.
1: My husband always insists on driving, but I get antsy in the car and I want to drive.
0: Interesting.
1: But like, again, he always fucking insists. So I never get to drive when we go places. But you want to. But I want to. I enjoy driving, though. It's kind of there, especially when we're on the open road. It's pretty therapeutic for me. That's how I managed to drive down to Florida by myself.
0: Like that's one of those things. It's like, what would you call it? Would you call that the patriarchy? Where it's like, no, if we're going someplace, I'm driving.
1: Hold on. What? It's the pa- what?
0: Well, what? And no, I'm asking what you would call it, because that is a thing that actually happens in La Casa de Yeti. If we go someplace like as a family or like I, I'm always driving.
1: I wouldn't say that's a patriarchy thing. It's more of just a this is the way of the world kind of thing. And when I, and when I say that, what I mean is um, men typically are just the leaders, the head of a family. Just like they're the head and leaders of a clan. Mm-hmm. So of course, in a situation where they're able to take control of, say, potential threats and dangers, because let's face it, there's a lot of danger just driving on a road. Right. They're in control of what happens. So I, I always have just seen it as, like, it's them fulfilling a deep-seated role that they can't fill conventionally in other ways.
0: I think that that could be considered the patriarchy.
1: The patriarchy, though, is, like, it's, it's like, excluding women or belittling women for the sake of male.
0: Yeah, it's nothing like that. And it's I don't not know.
1: like that, no, not at all.
0: What's never really even been that much of a conversation. I think that she's like totally fine with it because she's usually got stuff. She's she's usually the one guiding me to where we're going because God damn it, I cannot get from also, point A to point B.
1: It's quite interesting that America Ferreira has a whole conversation about the patriarchy, but she works as the fucking secretary for a man.
0: I know, right? Oh, dude, and I, I used to always not like it when people would dunk on Will Ferrell because I liked a couple of his movies from... And now, now that I look at it, because I did realize when I was watching this, I was like, oh, I fucking hate Will Ferrell. I didn't realize it until recently. I like him for shit he did 15 years ago. Yeah. Anchorman, I liked. Anchorman 2, I like. uh Talladega Nights nice is okay. Step Brothers is great.
1: Uh, the and- only film that I really like die hard of his is The Other Guys. I love The Other Guys. The uh,
0: Other Guys is good. But I, I don't know. I used to always get annoyed when people like, I fucking hate Will Ferrell. I'm like, yeah, that's just because you are a fucking conformist. You're a fucking conformist, Kay. It's just cool to hate Will Ferrell. He's actually pretty funny. But I was like, oh, I hate this
1: guy. He sucks. Oh, my God. Child. Oh, my God. Are you sorry. talking to your cat? No, he, he jumped up. So I have the pillow behind my back. And if I lean forward, he thinks, oh, that's an opportunity for me to jump up and sleep on that pillow. That is now resting between the chair and your back. And uh, sometimes when he jumps up, he doesn't jump onto the pillow. He likes to grip my fucking back.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was making a point, too, about... um, It is kind of a confused mess. It doesn't really know what it's doing with the story. Like, things happen, but Barbie doesn't really doesn't change as a character like she literally does she becomes real but like that's all there's really.
1: no arc she has no arc what's no
0: it's like the preamble to barbie 2 where then we get the story like this should have been i don't know but i was like that It doesn't really do anything it doesn't really go anywhere like it's just kind of is like it is in uh, mrs yeti because she just she, you can tell she like wants to like the movie because it like i don't know it just resonated with her and she she was like, Well, that's kind of what it's like to be a woman every now and then. You don't really know what what you're doing, but like things are happening, you <laughs> know, balls are moving. <laughs>
1: like, I, I have never felt that way as a woman. Am you I got a lot a
0: of woman? you got a lot of dude in you. Is that it? You am got I, high am I
1: I'm a high TA.
0: I think you're wired more like a guy.
1: I just because like I've never like maybe when I was a teenager but you know we're fucking teenagers then so of course but like I've never felt like um, my life is like chaotic or uncontrollable like in the times where I felt maybe a lot of emotion I've been able to kind of get it under control and deal with things rationally so I've never I that's why I think I find it very hard to resonate like I hold on no let me rephrase. I find it easy to resonate with a lot of like the things I'm wired to resonate with, like wanting to be a mother, for example, or, you know, being a good support system for a male counterpart. But, man, I just I just don't I just don't see the point in the re- like I don't I don't sit down and watch fucking romance movies on the regular or eat a pint of ice cream when I'm depressed. I just go and deal with shit or do something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, being a woman is a spectrum. You're just more on the, like, logical side and less emotional side.
1: Probably, yeah. But when yeah. I get emotional, I mean, no, actually, no, I don't. I think the last time I got super-duper emotional was when I dumped my last boyfriend. And even mm-hmm. then, that was, like, I was just pure anger. That's all. I said some really venomous things. Ooh. Yeah. Venom. Venom. Not like in the yelling way, in the like, you're going to die and you're not going to know it kind of way.
0: So you probably like the Oppen- like Oppenheimer's is objectively a way better movie. Um,
1: you can't compare them, to be fair. Like, I know, like, it's because it was. Well, you kind of
0: point. can, because Oppenheimer one that would I would say would resonate more with a guy. It's more logical. It's more like uh, there's a problem. It must be overcome. It'll be over- overcome by a team working together via these processes, using these key people these key factors and barbie's kind of like emotion but pretty look, 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 look at all the colors <laughs> and funny huh
1: sorry john cena was in it for a minute he was he was a mermaid and then he turned he into a gay mermaid halfway into the movie um okay hold on you've got a point though there like yes um barbie's for the girls oppie is for the boys to definitely tell when i was in the theater for both of those because there were like five dudes in the barbie theater and then there were like two women in the oppenheimer theater (laughs) right Right. so like no you're right there but i i guess when i say like you can't really compare them like there it's such two very different stories and different ways of telling those stories so that's why i guess like on a more um like face-to-face comparison yeah. I find it hard to to yeah, but I just well, feel like Barbie is-
0: has the bones of what could have been an actual good yes! movie from a yes! story I standpoint. Agree.
3: Yes,
2: and they
0: had like a lot of good jokes too. Like it could have, it was eighty percent there for working. But then the twenty percent that didn't work, oh boy, it's bad.
1: It's really fucking bad. Yeah, and it weighs down all the good things too. Is the other thing like I um. I thought like uh, Alan was pretty funny. Michael Sarah, I didn't mind that at all. Yeah, Alan.
0: Yeah, Michael Sarah's in there. He was pretty fucking funny. Yeah.
1: Again, it's like every time he was in there, though, like the whole point of the scene was to emasculate, emasculate, emasculate. So it's like everything. Alan is
0: the bitch, though.
1: He is, but like, think about it. Like when he always comes up when Barbie is in the scene, right? And he's meant to be the emasculated man that can actually relate with women and connect with women in the way that women need men to connect to them so in a sense alan is the end game even though comedically it works you know that the whole purpose of his character even being there and being the way he is because by the way alan is a fucking chad barbie doll okay he's not a fucking pussy looking barbie doll so the intent to make him michael Sarah was very specific (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, i i i didn't give a googs as to what Alan actually looks like. The doll,
1: Alan, Alan just looks like another Ken doll, but with like more dirty blonde hair. That's it. Hmm. And he had just a pregnant he, wife.
0: He needed a bro. Ken needed a bro to hang out with. Double dates.
1: Yeah. It's also just like a reference because like the Alan doll was like a limited run thing. It never stuck around. So it's like people that are you're so bloody cute. Why are you so cute? Huh? Why are you so cute?
0: Um, it's always sorry. weird when Canadians say bloody. Like uh, Jordan Peterson does it all the time. It's like, he so really? Canadian. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's so bloody weird, eh? Huh, you gotta I make know. your bed. It's bloody important. You gotta think about it.
1: <laughs> it's bloody important.
0: He says it all the time. And it's like, what the fuck?
1: Interesting. Um, oh.
0: Vex, goddamn, stop fucking with your cat.
1: They're just so fucking cute. I'm sorry. We can um, wrap this
0: up pretty quick if you want to.
1: No, 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 no. It's just I got distracted because he jumped up on the chair, but um, yeah, Barbie ass Oppenheimer. I No, it's on. not
0: completely ass, though. I don't know. I think ass. it's really worth watching on your, like
1: no, if you're no, out there I,
0: and you're like, fuck that movie. It's, uh, I don't know. It'll be free on HBO soon enough because HBO and Warner Brothers on. is no, the no, same I, thing.
1: This is where I was in, in agreement with you. Yes, go watch it and make up your own mind, but I'm just saying objectively, it's fucking ass.
0: It's not objectively ass it, like objectively it is a story that has good a good bone structure but is weighed down by a bunch of bullshit that was and completely that unnecessary.
1: makes it ass
0: I don't know my opinions are a little bit more dynamic than yours, I guess
1: says the guy that put all three austin powers movies in his top 25 movies that wasn't
0: even the only joke that i made with that there was another joke in there that no one fucking saw and it makes me so mad i put ghostbusters 2016 in there no (laughs) one called it out yes
1: i didn't even notice i know
0: It made me so mad that no one caught that. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs>
1: or people did caught it, and just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Checks out. <laughs> yep, he's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen that movie. <laughs> I haven't either, so I don't. Know. I want
0: to because it's another one that everybody was like, "This is the Antichrist," and I'm like, I bet it isn't.
1: I watched um because I, I use it for some of my clips videos, um just mm-hmm. for the reference, um but I haven't. The clips I've seen, I've just kind of been like, meh, but they're like the ones with um, that fucking black lesbian looking chick. Um, uh, Leslie Jones. Yeah. The scenes with Leslie Jones that I've seen are fucking insufferable. She's just nails on a chalkboard.
0: A and lot her- of people said that she's the best part of that movie.
1: Is she really? Because I, yeah. I also read recently. Again, that- haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I read uh, today that she, she did an interview because she has a book coming out, a biography. Yeah. And uh, in the last uh, several years, she's found it very hard to find men who get hard with her in the bedroom. Yeah. And she thinks it's because uh, men have lower testosterone levels. No. Meanwhile, she looks like the dyke equivalent of a Q-tip. Yeah.
3: So... <laughs>
1: I mean, I you know, I, I'm sure, you know, even drunk someone would get be struggling. She's a butch
0: looking lady. But come on, dude, somebody's into that. Are you kidding me? Somebody's into all sorts of weird shit. Somebody's into into Leslie oh, Jones. Get the fuck not, out of here. It's
1: not a matter of who's into her, though. It's, is she going to be Is she going to sleep with them, though? It has to go that way. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. Oh, I get
3: it. I don't know. She's yeah. The, well, also woman,
1: though really ugly woman well
0: i don't know. like throwing shade at people for things that they can't change
1: oh she can change that though she doesn't have to look like a fucking mug like rug muncher. yeah she doesn't she can actually dress up the feature she has and look like a set like look like oprah oprah is not an attractive woman but she takes she dresses herself well she plays up the feminine aspects and she becomes an average looking slightly decent woman leslie jones just decides know. to look like she ate a hot dog off the street curb
0: Another thing she talked about in her book was that she was paid like fantastically less than the other chicks in the movie. It's like, yeah.
1: No one knows her. Everyone I mean, knows everyone else on that cast.
0: If you watch Saturday Night Live, you know her. She used to be on SNL and that's like also where Kate McKinnon's from.
1: I had Weird seen Barbie. Kate McKinnon in a couple other movies before I saw her in Ghost. Yeah, Leslie
0: Man. Jones has been in Less. That is definitely for sure, but like they both came from the exact same place. But and, like, Melissa McCarthy's been in 100 movies. And, like, in 2016 is when she was riding high on being on a, in a ton of comedies. So, of course, she's going to get paid more than you. And, like you yeah. said, Kristen Wiig also came from SNL. Uh, but had also been in more movies, been in Bridesmaids. She's been off of SNL and doing movies for longer. It's like, yeah, you get paid less when you're not as well-known. Duh.
1: And I don't know why people – well, you know what? I think they know that. Like, that's the reason why they're not getting. But it's just popular to – draw. like – Drudge on bitch the, oh, about it. Yeah, oh I'm a woman or I'm black or I'm gay, so they paid me less, right? It's publicity. And any publicity is good publicity.
0: Barbie. I'm writing down a note so that we talked to Barbie then. And then we can lastly talk about oh dude, I had so much more to do. I pulled up I have so many bookmarked tweets with clips of people being fucking insane.
1: Do do it, dude. Let's do it.
0: Let's do a couple of them. Um, Real quick, Though I know that you wanted to talk about you watch some fucking anime show on HBO that you are in love with.
1: Oh, my God. (sighs) Oh, my God. Okay. Do it quick,
0: though. Vex, do it quick.
1: (laughs) Do it quick? Okay. If you want a show that will make you laugh, cry, and have a permanent erection, go watch Scavenger's Reign on HBO Max. All 12 episodes are out. Uh, The series concluded.
0: I watched the trailer, and it looks fucking so stupid. Why is it so good?
1: But okay, I don't think I'm like you don't watch animated stuff normally, though, right?
0: No, I don't like it.
1: It's not your cup of tea. So, like, that's why I I, like when I told you about it, I was like, I know he's going to say it's stupid because it's not his cup of tea.
0: But again, my opinions are just so much more dynamic than yours, because there are some animated things I like. I liked Edge Runners a whole bunch. Edge Runners was
1: great. I was actually surprised you liked Edge Runners because, again, I knew that you were normally not into animated stuff, but you like Cyberpunk a lot, which is where the bridge is. Right.
0: But also it was – the characters were fun, funny. It had a sense of humor. I also like Space Dandy. I think that's the only other animated thing I like.
1: Okay. This is very serious though, so I don't know if you'd want to give Scavenger's Rain a shot.
0: I don't like serious.
1: Yeah. So there's there's no comedy here. Um, Okay. But you love it. Yes. So yeah, Scavenger's Rain, 12 episodes. It's based off of an eight-minute short that came out like six or seven years ago. Uh, Adult Sw- it was shopped around to Adult Swim and then HBO bought the rights to distribute, so that's why it's on HBO Max but it has the Adult Swim logo
0: There's a ton of most of Adult Swim is over on HBO.
1: Is it really? I didn't know mm-hmm. that
0: I think they bought it up in the Warner deal maybe
1: Oh, okay, interesting
0: Yeah, because um, like Aqua Teen, Hunger Force, all the stuff I used to like when I was in my teens, mm-hmm. it's all over there
1: So like I get all of these shows through like Canada's like a Canada TV app, it was on sale for Black Friday, so I just paid the two dollars for it. It was like two ninety nine for two months. So I was like, sure, I can't go wrong there. Um, and then I get like all the Adult Swim stuff. I get some of the HBO stuff because otherwise HBO Max is like twenty bucks a month, and I don't want gotcha. to. No. Yeah, it's not worth. It's too
0: much. The money. price is too damn high.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so uh, essentially the premise of this is the crew of a cargo like a space cargo ship called the Demeter something happens and essentially they are forced to um, eject from the craft and they end up getting stranded on this alien planet called Vesta and it follows three different storylines so there's Abby which is a which is a woman and her robot Levi and then there's a man and woman Ursula and Sam and then there is a uh, a maintenance dude came in and he ends up bonding with this creature called the Hollow. And each of these three, they have their own storylines that kind of come together at the end. But essentially, the planet of Vesta is just, it's but equal parts beautiful and just straight up fucking terrifying and deadly. So they're trying to survive on this planet. Finally, they get to a chance to call the Demeter down from orbit right. where it's been sitting. And then the after episode one, basically the next was it 12, 11 episodes are all three of these groups trying to get back to the Demeter to try and get off of this planet.
0: But does it fight the patriarchy?
1: Doesn't need to. Derek- In- okay. So here's because I was, bruh. okay. So I watched it once <laughs> and I was like, this is so good. And as soon as I finished it, I watched it again. I Did like, you watch no, middle edition shorts? No, because I watched this instead. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Um, I had also not seen a trailer or anything. I remember seeing a poster for it come out like a couple weeks before it premiered, but I knew nothing about it aside from that. So I literally just saw it and clicked on it and uh, and fell in love. Um, I was supposed to do work on Tuesday, and instead I just watched this.
0: <laughs> Smart. It's good time management.
1: <laughs> right. Just...
0: you smoke some of that weed? And I did. Watch? I did. <laughs> do you think that has anything to do with you liking it so much?
1: No, no, because I the second watch I was completely sober and I still loved it. Um, so a set, yeah, it's just so it's it's a very serious show. There's not a lot of comedy. I think. All right, some- we get
0: it, and you love it. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I love it. It's really good. It's
0: people. Um, I, I mean, dude, other people like especially in the Discord. They're into that type of shit. But even uh, Javier was into Scott Pilgrim and I made sure to tag you in
1: to be like I know, and then I was like, no, objectively, Scott Pilgrim is fucking ass. Like, objectively. You can't get around it.
0: Well, new comic books came out, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, is not to... Listen, you can like bad things. There's nothing wrong with liking something that is objectively bad. That is what kind of crafts our own unique tastes, right? So there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, if you want to... And this is a problem I have with, like, a lot of people that say, like, rank or review movies is that the way they approach it is completely subjective. They don't look at it objectively. So, like, whenever I put a review together, it's like, yeah, I'll make a few, like, quip comments that are, like, personally just my take, like, how Brian Lee O'Malley should go kill himself, right? That's me being subjective.
0: (laughs) You're going to get arrested for that one, apparently. (laughs)
1: That's me being subjective, right? But when I dive into why Ramona Flowers, for example, does not have a character arc throughout this entire series, and the whole point of her is to dismantle every male character on the show, that is me objectively looking at the writing of this and being like, what the fuck is going on? Because I want to like it.
0: And just, just like it- America Ferreira and Barbie, if you care about other people's opinions about something that you like, that's a you problem.
1: It is a you problem, yeah. which is also why I have so much fun with my YouTube comments, yeah. I don't care what anyone else thinks I put out my if you intent.
0: like it it doesn't matter what Vex or I think about it, it doesn't exactly. matter
1: exactly Exactly. so that's why like I my intent is never to shit on people but like at the same time like you should be able to be objective with something and that that again that doesn't mean you can't like it but like for instance I like the Batman and Robin movie objectively Ugh, it's a really shitty, Yeah, it's a really fucking shitty movie. But I haven't I, seen it since I was a kid. I don't okay, know. I have just a fondness for it, and I think Arnold Schwarzenegger's ice puns are just out of this world.
0: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the ice is cold
1: as your heart. <laughs> so, it's just, right? So, like, objectively, I know that's a really shitty movie, and I could go on and on about it, but I still like it. Yeah. There you go.
0: And when you're like, I like to be respectful, or blah, 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 I don't know. I think it's the internet. Have fun. If you're taking it, like, the people will get into it, I did one of those tweets where it was a picture of a math problem. It's like 90% of people can't figure this out. And this guy has been tweeting about me, like about it, at me, since four days ago?
1: Wait, what?
0: I put up, it's a picture of a math problem.
1: Uh-huh. And it's,
0: atop uh, top of it, it says 90% of people won't be able to figure this out.
1: And this was and four he, days ago?
0: It was days ago. He, uh, on yesterday. Yesterday yesterday was in my mentions being like, well, actually, if you look at it from this person, I was talking about it with my um, a, a, a buddy of mine in the army who went on to be a math professor, and he agrees with me that if you can't assume that there is an addition sign just because the line ends, you can't assume that there's an... I was like, bruh, I don't give a fuck. This whole thing was just to see what people say about it, and it's fun the for a while. Fun. No, it's not.
1: It's not? What is the answer?
0: Well... See, all right, this is where he does have a point because there is a lot of complexity going on.
1: Hold on. Okay, so it goes one plus one plus one plus one plus one plus one, one, but then there's not another plus and then another line starts.
0: That is one of the things that throws a wrench into it. Also, order of operations would dictate you do that multiplication down there first. And most people that's where they fuck up. Like you did. You were like it would be one, but no, you do the multiplication first you'd get a zero, then you'd add up all the ones that are left, and you get 12. But then That's... the guy actually did make a good point where he was like, you can't assume that there's a plus, so this could be 11 that you're looking at. Like, when the one on the far right ends, and the one below it on the far left begins, like this could be an 11.
1: Yeah. yeah, that could be yeah. an
0: 11, and it's like, alright, fair enough. But goddamn, what, yeah. I, do. I don't care that much.
1: Yeah, this is just for fun, right? So... Right,
0: I'm just fucking around, but he's t- he's having good side conversations with professors about this fucking thing. <laughs> Who cares? So I just typed it all into Google and it came up with 12. I took a picture of it and I called him a nerd and said, there's your answer.
1: Dang. All right.
0: And anytime he said anything different, I was like, patriarchy and you're racist. (laughs) 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 I like to fuck around on Twitter. It's fun. Like, I put up that tweet, like, about the Marvels. And somebody was like, I don't even know what that movie is. And I was like, you're a liar and you fucking know it. <laughs> he was you're like, on
1: Twitter. You know what it is. And then come he on. came
0: back at me. He was like, dot, 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 dot. You're right. I know what it is. And I was like, yeah, my man. I don't know. I like it when people can just roll with a joke.
1: I, I appreciate that, too, actually.
0: Right? Like, you dunk on somebody a little bit. Then they come at you with it. Like, uh, Nadia got a good one in. I was, uh, she was like, go figure. It was on Twitter. It was yesterday or today. I can't remember which. And I was like, oh, yeah, look, uh, the general in Vex's simp army. No, a private in Vex's simp army has agreed with Vex because she was agreeing with something that you said negative about me. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, coming from a general in Vex's simp army, I guess that actually means something. And I was like, all right, fair deuce. (laughs) You got me. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a good comeback, I'm like, ah, we're buds now. I I think I
1: gave you an Uno reverse card as well. Yeah, I think you did. (laughs) Like That's
0: why we get along so good. Like I fuck with you. You fuck with me back. We have fun
1: and nobody takes anything seriously except for this evening. I'm going to take you seriously because you said you like Barbie, so we can't be friends anymore. You're
0: right. It's my so, favorite movie. You yeah. like Batman and Robin. Fuck off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but again, I could admit it's a shit movie.
0: I made a clip. So did you see the clip I put up? I, this is where all the conversations happened. The clip that had the Yeti riding the train. Yes. And I realized something brilliant was happening there. Like It just kind of happened in the moment, but it was actually a really good back and forth between you and me. <laughs> Wait. So I was explaining to Kayla how you make these. So the whole point is I keep calling you like a dumbass. You do these dumbass tweets. I keep throwing you under the bus, <laughs> yes. but there's a point. And you knew what the point was because you just kept going with the joke. So you knew where I was going. And I'm like, this is a good back and forth because at the end of the conversation, I'm going to reveal that you had a dominating tweet that fucking kicked ass. So the more I dunk on you along the way to you having a masterful tweet, the funnier the reveal is later yes right you got it i could tell in your voice that you got it and everything too like, that's just a clever back and forth
1: <laughs> it's just jealous you're just jealous of all my movie tweets
0: the one that did well you're right of that <laughs> one if you divide how many you've done by how many you've done well your number sucks your ratio blows homie
1: you know what um so it's that well. the impressions on that tweet I'm eligible to get monetized on Twitter now.
0: Yeah, but then didn't you tell me that there's some bullshit like you have to subscribe to somebody or something?
1: Oh, yeah. So I misread it. So I have to buy like an X subscription, but the minimum subscription I have to buy in order to get the ad revenue is $15 a month. And in Canada, it's not just $15. It's 15 plus tax. Yeah. Is
0: that the one that I have being verified or no?
1: I maybe I don't know. There's three. There's three tiers excuse me, of X subscriptions.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah. So there's like a basic one, which I'm assuming is what everyone has. Then there's like, I don't know what the mid tier is called, but that's $15. And then you get like the ability to write longer tweets and all that stuff. I have that one ad revenue. And then um, the last one is $30 a month. And it basically eliminates all advertising is the biggest thing there.
0: That's dumb. Who cares if there's advertising, if you're advertising, well, I want to see it anyway. Right. Um, because, like you said, how you're eligible for getting monetized. Last I checked was a couple weeks ago, and I had a couple of big tweets, and I was on the cusp. So I wouldn't be too surprised if I, too, have entered the realm of eligibility.
1: Oh, you are should probably check. long there, in all honesty. I
0: always look at it on my phone, and you can't find that on your phone? I have to go to it's the on- website.
1: It's on the phone app. Um, what? So we- yeah, when you go so when you open like the little sidebar on the left, right, and it says like profile, premium, bookmarks, all that stuff. And then there should be a section that says monetization. Got it. And then, um, then you select, and then open up ads revenue sharing.
0: Ads revenue sharing. I don't see that one.
1: Does it say to say available when you click market?
0: Ads Revenue Sharing? Okay, not yet eligible. Okay. Uh, have five million impressions on your post in the last three months I don't have that one clicked but where can I tell my impressions
1: oh I think you have to go to the website for the specific one. I'm on the website oh then I don't know
0: Shit. I know on- I know we're in the realm
1: yeah I just I go on my phone for all of this I don't use Twitter